0: Thank you to Ian for reading the scriptures. We'd really encourage you to come and follow along, find the Bible, sorry, and follow along. Second Corinthians 4, one of my favorite ever passages of the scriptures. Um, one of the hard things about just now, there is the the immediate suffering and pain and loss that we're confronted by. There's the ripple effects of that around the world. But another challenge that we're facing just now is there are so many questions. It's one of the reasons why we're doing this pondering the promises season because there's so much confusion out there. We need solid ground to stand on. Um, Jacob was asking me a couple of questions this week. He was saying, you know, when can we go and hang out with our friends? He was naming some of you by name. He was like, can we can we go around and and hang out and I said, I don't know when we're going to be able to do that. He was saying, when can we get together at Hillview again after the lockdown ends or when? I said, I, d- I don't know. Now, <laughs> that in itself is not a great surprise that Martin doesn't know stuff. That's like normal. Um, but there are experts who are scratching their head. That they're, they're doing the very, very best they can, but they don't have all the answers. That can be unsettling. Suffering, the ripple effects, but also a huge amount of confusion. In the verses that Ian skipped over, I asked him to do that. The Apostle Paul lists out some aspects of what life was like for the early followers of Jesus. And to be honest with you, it's tough reading. So if you pick it up in verse 8, he says, We are afflicted in every way. Ponder that for a moment. Every way you can think of, afflicted in every way. He says, a a few words later, he says, We're perplexed. Now, I don't know about you but that's encouraging for me to know that the apostle Paul got perplexed it's not a throwaway word he uses it only I think one more time and it's a it's a it's a it's a heavy word he's saying I'm at the end of myself I'm baffled I've got nothing to to give to understand what's going on and I know we can often feel like that right we I'm sure many of us feel like that just now we thought this was happening, and all of a sudden life has taken a huge turn. God, where are you in this? What am I to do here? How am I to respond? The Apostle Paul was perplexed. It goes on in verse 9 and says that he's persecuted. That we are struck down, he says. And then verse 10 and even says we're we're carrying death around with us. Now don't worry, that's not the end of the story. There's there's good news. Coming, But it's encouraging, at least to me, that in this time of great uncertainty, all the struggles, but also all the questions uh, that God, through his word to us in the scriptures, he he validates the the realities of the desperate longings we have to to, to understand things and to accept that we don't always get the answers that we need. I, I love that hymn that Dominic shared with me a couple of years ago. This 18th century hymn writer Anne Steele, she lived alone, she suffered much pain of pretty much every kind in her life. And I love the rawness of the lyrics of that hymn. It reads to me very like a psalm of lament. She speaks of my weary soul, when sorrows rise, my fainting hope, my rising grief. But in that, there is this amazing holding on, I'm going to read verses 2 and 3, but I'll I'll use slightly more modern language for certain parts of it, just in case any boys and girls or young people listen in. I want to encourage you, if you're hanging in with me, young folk, kids, listen in, because this is the sort of faith that God can give you. We need this kind of faith, tough, strong, real, gritty, awesome faith. This is what she, she writes in this hymn. But oh, when gloomy doubts prevail... I fear to call you mine. The springs of comfort seem to fail and all my hopes decline. Yet gracious God, where shall I flee? You are my only trust. And still my soul would cling to you, though prostrate low, bowed low in the dust. Have you not bid me seek your face? And shall I seek in vain? And can the ear of sovereign grace be deaf when I complain? No, still the ear of sovereign grace attends the mourner's prayer. Oh, may I ever find access to breathe my sorrows there. This is the faith we need that stands defiant with tears rolling down our our cheeks, but defiant in the face of suffering, in the face of job loss, in the face of huge economic uncertainty, in the face of depression, rejection, even our greatest enemy, death. We put out this week Dominic's final sermon at Hillview and there was one moment in that where I just remember so vividly exactly where I was sitting when he said it. There was always such a, um, a sort of peaceful weightiness and a simple authority that Dominic had when he preached. But on this occasion, there was a sort of no-nonsense tone that landed, I think both, for me, certainly as a call to attention, but I think also it was, it was almost a mild rebuke for anyone who would be there, who would sort of look on at, at someone else who had cancer, but consider themselves in a different category of, of safe and secure. This is what Dominic said that day. He said... This physical flesh and blood is going to pack in one day. And then many of you will remember the line he said, if the, if the tumours don't get me, something else will. And then he said this, same for you. Same for you. In the midst of this glorious sermon on the hope of life in the spirit and the certain hope of a renewed body, one day there was this raw, true faith. Our brother Dominic Smart, Anne Steele, the Apostle Paul, uncertainties and wrestlings, struggles regarding mortality. Life lived as just jars of clay. Brittle fragile nothing really too special if we're honest these this is our lives breakable but here's the promise it's why we're we're doing this series in the midst of all these troubles and all this uncertainty there are right in the midst of that some glorious things that we can hold onto verse 5 what we proclaim is not ourselves But Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And then here's the promise. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us what's the promise the promise is Jesus Christ is Lord Jesus Christ is alive and that the God who spoke this world into motion has spoken life into our hearts so that we can see God for who he is we can know God we can know relationship with God we can see the light you have that beautiful feeling when you're, when you're confused and struggling and lost in the darkness and, and someone then puts the light on and you can find your way. We, we know the light of the knowledge, what a blessing that is. And all this uncertainty, you can know something glorious today. The light of the knowledge of the glory of God. That is to say, the beautiful character of God gone public. How do we know the, the, what the glory of God is? In the face of Jesus Christ we have this treasure in these jars of clay what treasure are you after what have you been chasing after for the last few years don't settle for anything else than to know that God has shone his light in your heart that you've seen God for who he is that you know he loves you You know he has a plan for your life. You know that he'll be with you in the good times and the bad. And you know that he is carrying you on to an incredible, eternal inheritance. You have that treasure if you're his. That's a promise. Nothing can take that away. And dear friends, this changes everything this is what sustained dominic this is what is sustaining those in our church family who are facing huge trial and uncertainty and this is what sustained the apostle paul because those struggles that paul encountered that we read earlier they did not have the last word we are afflicted in every way but not crushed perplexed but not driven to despair yes there's questions but we don't need to despair We are persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. So where does all of this leave us? Well, look at verse 16. So we do not lose heart. Don't lose heart. but the things that are unseen are eternal. Don't just focus on those things that would shout for your attention, the uncertainties, the worries, the horrible realities. Yes, followers of Jesus can deal with those. We can be real about those. We don't shrink back from those difficulties. We can face them head on with our God, but keep your eyes on eternity. There is a weight of glory coming, a beautiful reward of life forever in the fullness of beautiful fellowship with living God. Keep your eyes on the things that are unseen because they're not fading away. Until that day, know that we have this treasure now. It can be yours. And may God, by his Spirit, Draw us deeper and deeper into the beautiful reality that we have the treasure of the light, of the knowledge, of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Come to him. Come to him. Know him. Find your security in him. And know that there's an eternal weight of glory coming one day. Amen.